this is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. All right, today we're welcoming back Anthony Shappa. He's a college friend who I spent lots of time listening to R.E.M. with, put me further onto the glorious path of smoking cigarettes that we have since sadly abandoned like the responsible adults we've become and can do a very funny Bono impression. He has a degree in pop culture, so it's safe to say that he is a good bet to ruminate on the finer points of romance novels. He's also a musician and songwriter and guitar player of the band Stars of Disaster, which you can find on... Wherever fine music is streamed, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Fantastic. So thank you so much for coming back, Anthony. I'm excited to talk about romance with you. Me too. Thank you. I'm happy to be (laughs) here. Great. All right. So just to recap quickly, can you tell us a little bit about what you normally read? Well, lately I've been reading uh, like conspiracy books and weird histories like uh, Manson, CIA, Scientology, MKUltra, Kennedy assassination. Uh, those do those sound like deep pandemic reads. They're awesome. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of weirdo shit. I don't know. Sure. Uh, sci-fi, usual. You know, Philip K. Dick. Uh-huh. I read a lot of him last year. So. Gotcha. And so now that you've read one romance novel already, which was Bombshell by Sarah McLean, how did you feel about reading another one? Uh, I thought I knew what to expect. Uh-huh. And I can see how I can see how Bombshell was that was a little different. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking I thought it was going to be just like Bombshell. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Uh, And we're going to be talking about Priest by Sierra Simone today. We'll kind of get into it in a bit. But so they are vastly different, right? And so I guess we can revisit again. Why do you think that up until this point you didn't read romance? It never occurred to me to read romance. I never just thought it was, I don't know. It just seemed like, I want to say because it's, I was snooty and it seemed trashy, but like I read all kinds of trash. So that seems like a bad answer. Why? But like, like. Because it's fun because it's girl, like it's for, you know, it's, I want to say that because it's like, because there's, there's, there's like quote unquote female literature that's amazing and wonderful. So I don't know why I would cordon off romance, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Sure. Like, <clears throat> like a snobbery, I guess. Uh-huh. I guess. Like, I, if something is, and maybe that's why I started reading it, right? Because it was, people did think it was trashy. And that I enjoy, I enjoy things that other people think are beneath them. And anyway, so I, I'm not gonna, I don't know where I'm going with this. Other than, like, what is it? Because you probably ironically enjoy things that, are for men that are considered trashy. Because it's sad because I was going to say, well, I like the like, crime novels, like old crime novels, but those have sort of ascended to like, except like there's a library of America edition of, of crime. So it's like, I can't even say that that's, you know, trash. I don't know. Uh, and I like, and I think like, like lowbrow entertainment is like, like it's really what America does best. So I don't like, it seems like I should like romance better. I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just, it's like it's I don't know the graphic dis- depictions of having sex frighten me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because when I see think of romance novel, I think of like going to like the, the going to like where my dad used to buy cigars. Yes. 
and then like it would be a rack there and there i could you know the covers would be like bodice ripper covers yeah and as a you know as a child i was like i was like ashamed of looking at them but i wanted to look at them maybe it's just some kind of subconscious connection there Sure. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. Matter with you, don't look at that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting because, like, I wanted, I was interested in them because they weren't for me. I, I mean, I enjoyed that aspect of it as a young. I mean, I started reading romance novels when I was like, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. I mean, it really did lend itself to a warped sense of of the word and and probably, probably relationships. But I know I enjoy it. So, all right, that's fair enough. It's just, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm still interested in why. And so these covers. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I, I, that's, I feel like that's a very unsatisfying answer, but the most honest answer is I don't know. I'd have to like talk it out here, but like, I just. No, I mean, it didn't fall in line with, we read for either like things that we enjoy or we read things that we think help define our identities in some way right and so romance is lame (laughs) you know relationships and falling in love is i mean it's lame to talk about and it's you know and so i get it it's just it seems like always that like books about like porn is really attractive to guys because it's visual and so like this is not women porn but like it's intellectualization of porn and so like why isn't that hot for guys you know what i mean i don't know it's just interesting to think about yeah <laughs> well i think i mean i you don't, i mean i think if it was called like sex books then uh-huh. guys would like it right <laughs> but romance uh-huh. yeah it's, yeah that's lame you know because that comes oh, yeah. with expectations sure. right of the guy right romance right oh i've got to be something now i've got to do something for me to do right and there could be actually i mean without trying to speak of intellectualizing i don't maybe there's like a people guys don't read it because there's a stigma attached to it and they, there's like all right what, what if i do like it what does that make me mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah i'm sure it's all of these things it's interesting to talk about but that said this book the priest the cover of that extremely suggestive right so and much more just central i guess than those old kind of illustrated bodice ripper covers right yeah it's just a dude in a shower or something anyway we'll talk about it when we get there all right moving on we're gonna start once again with this sex scene game i'm gonna read two passages you'll have to guess which one is written by a man and which one is written by a woman okay are you ready i'm ready fantastic all right he leans down and kisses me his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me his thumb circling and pressing his other hand scoops my hair off my head and holds my head in place his tongue mirrors the actions of his fingers claiming me that's number one here's number two When I kiss her, the lips are dry, cracking against mine, unfamiliar as the ocean floor. But then the lips give. They part. I am inside her mouth, and there, still hidden from the world, as if ruin had forgotten a part, it is wet. Lord, I have the feeling of a miracle. The first one, I'm going to guess, is written by a guy. Okay. Am I right? Uh, Why did you choose? Why do you think that? Uh... Because it's just it's a little more uh, ex- focused on action than than the than the other one, which is more about like parting of the sea. You know, it seems a little more based on the other two romance novels I've read. 
<laughs> no, okay, well, you were incorrect. The first one was a woman. It was actually from Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. And the second one was from We Are Nighttime Travelers by Ethan Kanan. Oh. So there you go. Lips are as unfamiliar as the ocean floor. Never even felt his own lips. <laughs> know what they felt like. Just foreign. <laughs> anyway, it was that was great. Okay, sorry, <laughs> you lose. That's that's okay. You'll carry on. Or not. All right, here we go. So today we're talking about Priest by Sierra Simone. A little bit about her. Her novels have been published in Czech, French, German, Hebrew, Hungarian, Italian, Polish, and Romanian. She's been featured in BuzzFeed, Cosmopolitan, Entertainment Weekly, Marie Claire. She's been in. She's gotten starred reviews from Library Journal. She's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling former librarian and a Swoon Awards finalist. She primarily does uh, self-publish. This book is a self-published book, and it is a huge book. So she's really cool about the book. There are many rules. A priest can't break. A priest cannot marry. A priest cannot abandon his flock. A priest cannot forsake God. I've always been good at following rules until she came. Then I learned new rules. My name is Tyler Anselm Bell. I'm 29 years old. Six months ago, I broke my vow of celibacy on the altar of my own church. And God help me, I would do it again. I am a priest and this is my confession. All right. It's intense. You know, Jesus and stuff. All right. So what were your <laughs> yeah. what were your first impressions of the cover, the summary? Tell me like well, first of all, let me back up. I'm sorry, I always forget this question. I don't know why I just don't write it down. So I gave you a list of books. You've picked Bombshell first, did it fantastic. What made you pick this book? Because I thought I wanted because it seemed like it was like I just wasn't expecting to see a book about Catholicism, maybe. Sure. Uh-huh. And it seems like it was like it was going to really, you know, be lean into like the transgression or transgressiveness. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, just piqued my interest. I thought it would be really, really filthy. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And like. Not as filthy as I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still within like nothing that they do together is necessarily super filthy. But where they do it sometimes is it lends itself to like, oh, I don't like even, I mean, I'm not super Catholic, but uh, enough that I was like, oh, God. See, really? I was I mean, we can get into that maybe later, but I, I was I was like. All right. Well, I don't know. Okay. I, don't know. I mean, I, you know, grew up Catholic as well. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not coming at this from. You know. Well, so. What about the cover? How did you feel about the cover? Okay, sorry, backing up. So you picked it because you thought it was going to be like, fair enough. So going on to this first question, what were your, what did you think about the cover and the summary? How did you feel before you started reading it? That's not a priest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, You don't know what people look like beneath those robes, Anthony. You just, how's one anybody, anybody supposed to know? The, the vestments is that what they're called yeah okay sure <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i just i it was like okay i mean i just kind of thought okay yeah this is going to be filthy this seems like it's just going to be all about the bucket and all 
there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, it, it, it. I you know it isn't going to. I don't know. Like I thought it would because I, I was surprised. Like I said, how not dirty bombshell was. Uh huh. And I was like, I mean, you know, relatively speaking. And this was like this. Like I, I just thought with that description, I was like, this is gonna. In that picture, I was like, this is gonna deliver the goods. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, so the difference is that you know, bombshell was a mass market paperback, right? So that's a mainstream kind of a traditionally published book. So it's gonna follow, like I said before, that we're ki- we're holding hands or we're kissing, then we're doing oral, and then we're having sex, and it's emotional. And this is just a self published there are no rules right so like they're just doing it so yeah. <laughs> so all right so it do you feel like the book delivered on the summary and the cover yes and you're i do i do i was still not as shocked i didn't think i was going to be offended for reasons we can get into but like i i i was not as shocked as i thought but yeah i was like yeah this is this is felt like this is this is about as transgressive as you can get at this topic i think yeah i was like this is was like yeah it was uh, yeah uh-huh. so like based on that stuff were you excited to start reading it or were you just still like i'm just gonna do this because i said i would <clears throat> i was excited to start reading it for about half of it and then the other half where people were talking about the feelings then i was like i just gotta get through this <laughs> that's right. those parts were bad it's just like it's like i okay mm-hmm. i get it. yeah i hear you you're conflicted um... i get it <laughs> I, in all fairness, and I don't, maybe this is not, like, I, the first time I read it, I didn't finish it, um, because I got, I got bored. I was like, oh, this is, he walked in on her kissing somebody else, like, just talk about it. I don't know. That part seems silly to me, and so I kind of just stopped reading it. That was, like, at the end. You got all the way, yeah. No, I mean, like, I get, I guess I stopped, you know, whatever. Anyway. Okay. That's not, there's still, anyway. So I don't think that I actually ever finished it until now. And then I got to the midpoint this time, like you said, and I did again start to get kind of bored with it. And I just kind of skimmed. (laughs) I skimmed a lot of it too. And it's, and I don't feel like I missed anything because especially that part that you're talking about, it's like, I, okay, your heart's broken. I get it. Yeah. How many times you got to tell me that you keep thinking about it? I got, I got it. It's like a third or fourth of the book, I guess. (laughs) Maybe it is not at the end, but he was a deep contemplative thinker. He was a priest. He was, you know, he had profound feelings and deep, you know, rivers of emotion, oceans of emotion. Did you did you actually buy that? He did what? not seem committed in the slightest. There was no conflict in his. He was like, I am. Let's get. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we... <laughs> I did not buy that he was torn yeah. at all. Well, I mean, the sister aspect, I think, was helpful. And we can talk about that. We'll talk okay. about that. All right. So you were excited to read it based on what you what yeah. you saw. So great. So how did you feel then about the characters? Did you think that they portrayed people you might meet in your regular life? Um, <laughs> we can get into this, but... Uh... Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no set the way they they, they they were a little too perfect, right? you know, because you have to be able to, like I understand why that is. Mm-hmm. Cuz you have to be able to project yourself into that. But I guess like just for two reasons. One, I've been in a I, we can get into this maybe later, but I I've, I've been in a, a kind of a, not a similar but a vaguely similar situation to the priest. I was never a priest, but in like a like a love triangle, not a love triangle thing, but kind of like that once. Uh, it was eerily similar in some respects. But also, and again, maybe we can get into this later, but like I have met priests in real life who, like, 
priests hook up with people all the time. Okay. Yeah, that's that's like I know like they, I mean you can there there there's like articles about this, but like I've known two or three priests who like they they when you say they have girlfriends up, and shit, like you know when, they don't. When they you don't say hook up, do you mean have sex or just like you know? No, hook up, yeah, and have relationships, live with people that they're seeing. Really? Yes. So how do they do that? Like what? How do they not get caught? I mean, like what? He got caught. Yeah, but the, no one cares. It's just they don't talk about it. like I like they like they they only hang out with other priests and their girlfriends. It's like the mob. They go on vacation together. The only people they have dinner with. They only hang out together like that. This is fascinating. Are they hot? I mean, like no, 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 not at all. <laughs> have you seen a priest? I don't know. It's been a long time. I mean, like they're always older. I don't know. There's a priest in um, one of the churches that I've saw. I mean, he was all right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not trying to take this conversation in a weird direction, but it's just if. <laughs> I've met people like I've met. They seem like people you've met in your life. I have met people just like this in real life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what like, about- like, for example, like this is what I worked. I, I don't want like, to say too much here, to, but like, like I was I was working at an airport, and and when this guy would come in to see, it was my coworker, and when this guy would come in to say he looked like a guy that like was trying to look inconspicuous he had like a bomber jacket this bright flannel shirt and like a hat and like clap and he looked like like when david letterman would send people out to like talk to people with the camera and stuff. that's what it looked like and he it was hilarious because <laughs> he was like a- oh i'm just here to see this. i know i know it's like everybody knows so wait, they were hooking up in the airport? No, no, no. no. Like they, at this point, they were like they were like in a, basically a relationship. Okay. And they would go have dinner, and that was that. Like they just don't talk. Everybody just keeps their mouth shut because nobody wants to be celibate. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not. Like, you can Google. Like there are articles. Like like in Italy, some people like some priests emailed what well, emailed wrote, wrote like an open letter in in a newspaper about about ending ending the ban on marriage. So like it's. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I they, they yeah it's like they they just they just keep, it's a very tight knit group of people priests and their girlfriends that's out there for sure it's not it, I would say it's everybody's doing it but it's not I found it was more I was shocked that it was more common than I would have guessed I'm very shocked and I mean you're starting it's starting to make me think that Catholicism as a religion and an institution is damaged no. <laughs> That was the other thing I was saying, and I don't maybe this is getting ahead of ourselves, but like I think that's why it was not transgressive, is because the church has no moral authority. Like I didn't feel it was that transgressive. I think it's because nobody like I grew up around Catholics. Everybody in my family is, is Catholic. Yep, same. Mm-hmm. They all still believe right. that faith is important to them, but no one thinks that they're infallible to hold the, the institution of the church in reverence. Right. Like the, the so I mean, I'm that's part like it's hard to be like, well, this is not like no one takes Catholicism. I mean, I'm sorry, but no one takes as a Catholic. No one takes Catholicism seriously. I don't know. I feel like my grandma took it, and my grandfather took it pretty serious. When, I mean, like 1961. Huh? No, I mean, up until the day they died, and they okay. were like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I they were saying the rosaries. They were making me watch masses on VHS tapes in our spare time. I mean, like anyone under 55 right now. No one under fifty, like very few people, I think. You're at not not the people who are like that's their whole life is built around their religious life, but like just normies. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think like they 
they don't hurt the church does not have that rubber. So I think that was part of the reason. Like you know, they got the oils out. Okay. They got the what out? Like like you got the sacramental oils out for lube. Oh. Okay. Like that's it's probably not dirty. the worst thing that happened in that church. It's still dirty though. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. come on. At least it was consensual. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Edited because Margot said something so filthy that Anthony could not look her in the face for five entire minutes. It's not. I I I. I, I yeah. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. And, like, fucking on the altar did not seem like <clears throat> someone might walk in. I did feel like, I feel like, felt like it worked on a couple of levels, one, that being one of them, right? And that it was the altar, and that, like, Jesus is on the cross is, like, staring down at them. I think she did a good job. Whether or not you felt conflicted or that it was, you know, illicit or whatever, taboo or whatever, she did a good job, you know, describing it that way or, like, sure. setting it up so it is that way. Not everyone's a cold hearted cynic, I get <laughs> well you know you gotta uh, suspend some disbelief for romance you know right like the church matters <laughs> the type of thing you have to just accept in a fiction i i'm still fascinated i'm gonna look up these articles i need to meet priests in relationships and like why as a lady why would you like how much sex has he had like why are you gonna have to like teach stuff like what What's is, that, is that really a question you want answered? No, <laughs> I don't. But I, I mean, like, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. There's probably I mean, I thought about it. Like, why would you really want to be with someone? Like, it happened in the book. Why would you want to be with someone who, like, is clearly never going to marry you? Right. Right. Well, but plenty of people stay in relationships like that. Plenty right. of people stay in, like, plenty of people date married people that they think they're going to leave and they never do. Like, that's 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 the least weird part about it, really. Well, I think that him not being able to get married for me would be a plus. I'm not interested in tying myself to some Yahoo for the rest of my life. That's just good planning. But I don't know. Yeah, get vacations to Italy, free wine, the whole nine. Have you ever seen the show Father Ted? I've heard of it. It's like an Irish sitcom about three priests. Anyway, it's funny. Um, but I think that they should just allow them to marry. I think it's ridiculous at this point. I don't get it. Like, what are they doing? That was, and that, yeah, yeah. You'd think they'd get more people and less pedophiles if they just allowed people to marry. You know what I mean? Makes, just, makes you wonder if there's something about the church that attracts, okay. Yeah, probably. Something about the church that attracts pedophiles, yeah. Well, they probably, it's probably like, yeah, I mean, ob- they go there because they can't live their life like they want, right? I mean, they're, you know, it's a. Or like they a, go there because there's kids around they can pray, pray on. Oh God, I didn't think about that. I'm depressed. All right. Well, what about what about Poppy? Because she felt like Protestant. She's Protestant. Everybody, <laughs> they to remind you that she's Protestant. Because if she wasn't, this would be horrific to read. This would be the most vile betrayal of his position. If she wasn't, she's Protestant, so it's okay. Did I mention she was Protestant? She's from Rhode Island. Her last name is Danforth. She went to Dartmouth. I, I totally, and also, I'm going to say she's Protestant. Right. I, How does this whole confession thing work? <laughs> Teach me. Yeah. Teach me how all of religion works, you hot priest. Let's have yeah. a lot of meetings in private together. Yeah. I, that was one thing I did find funny in the book. Like, really, I don't know if it was intentional, but really hammering it out. The what? She's a Protestant. <laughs> I didn't, I honestly. Because if, if she was Catholic, this would be horror. It'd be horrific. <laughs> 
he did these things. Why? Why would it make it different if she was Catholic? Because she because she actually takes like she, she believes this shit if she was Catholic. Oh, right, I gotcha. Protestant, you have plausible deniability. That's you're out. <laughs> Fair enough. I did. I was annoyed by Poppy. I will say that I was annoyed by the name Poppy. It's um, it's kind of perfect though, like because she's yeah. annoying and she's an annoying name. It's actually a good name choice. Yeah, I mean, look, she. We can talk about the point of view later but i i think i got alternately bored by just being in the male point of view the entire time but also the times when it did switch to poppy's point of view i didn't like that either so i found her kind of just like i i found her if i pictured her as like selma blair in cruel intentions did you ever see that is that what i'm thinking of you gave her way more credit than i did Huh? You gave her. I've seen that, and you've given you giving her way more credit. How so? I was thinking like, like I don't know. I know she's not blonde, but I was thinking like Reese Witherspoon in the lecture. Yeah. Only with only only less like focused and driven. Have you? Do you follow? I mean, I'm sure that you don't, but you should check out Reese Witherspoon's Instagram. It is hilarious. I don't know what is she MAGA or something. No, no. It's just like the. It's just so ultra curated, but yet bizarre i don't know on the paltrow scale no not not as no not she doesn't she's not staying in front of an image that looks clearly supposed to be a vagina no she won't make you want to vomit like when a paltrow but it's just confounding i don't it's just like she's like just not a real human live human being it's it's very strange but it's entertaining i watched her make a smoothie once it was fine it was, <laughs> it's fine but anyway so Poppy, kind of annoying, but I have met, I feel like I've met a thousand poppies. You know what I mean? Like privileged white girls who are so bored with having everything and they think sex is like a tool and a weapon and like something that's like makes their lives and themselves interesting, right? Not so bored that they'll actually risk it for real ever <laughs> in a million years. I guess. And put it like, put it on the line or something. It's just like, well, I'll just, I'll work out my feelings through. I'll become a stripper for a few years. Right. And then, but then I'll go back to being rich and, and, and privileged and safe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she still continued to be privileged and rich. And now she's dating a former hot priest. So well, like in her mind, this is, you know, I mean, I don't mean like, just like, I'm going to work out my, my blase attitude towards my, my life uh-huh. this is more what I mean. It's never really on the line, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just didn't find her interesting, and that's fine. And anyway, did you find the dialogue realistic? And do you think that's how people talk to each other? No. <laughs> okay. Next question. No. Like, like, <laughs> like, like when she was confessing, which is ironically, I think... It, it, the hottest part in a way, but uh, which we can get into. But like, that's not how someone confesses. Like, and then he bit me over the thing. Like, that's not how you, you like. That's not someone who's ashamed of what they did. Right. Like that. That 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 stuck out. And then. Well, that's interesting because we never like. I, she kind of explains like what led her to the church that day, but I don't know that I bought it. I didn't buy any of the motivation here at all. It was just like it was filler to get to the next. Fucking on the altar scene. All right, fair enough. All right, dialogue. I I found the when they talked to each other, I did find it boring. Like when they weren't fucking and it was just like conversing, I was like, I don't know if I care about the spaghetti dinner or whatever it was. It was grim death. 
when, when they were talking to other people, it was worse. <laughs> I I did like. I mean, I always like a um, a dessert toting older lady. What was her name? Uh, Millie, I think. Millie, I did. Hey, I like Millie, but the way they talked to each other. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't. I don't know if it was unrealistic. I mean, I, I guess I see the confession part, but I also just I just didn't know that it was super compelling. Mm-mm. But I mean, are conversations ever super compelling? So maybe that is in itself realistic. But people do write good dialogue, <laughs> even if it's not realistic. It's com- it's compelling. You can do yeah. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been done. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like I, the di- the dialogue in Bombshell is way better, way fucking better than this. You think? Huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was like, blowing my mind, but it's better than this. <laughs> I didn't think this was terrible. I just think that it's hard when the concept is so high concept to then go from fucking a priest on the altar to like very kind of normal conversations about church fundraisers you know what i mean that's right. like the journey downward is always gonna kind of be huh, disappointing and uninteresting so i don't i don't think it's necessarily her fault but she's created a situation that's so or should should be so like kind of fantastical that just the ordinary world is like eh, even more so yeah, I think that's yeah. When you kind of take away the, the 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 concept of yeah, you're right. When you take away the concept of uh, the priest, you know, you know, putting his uh, his, his, you know, breaking his vows. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Is that a question? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Nothing. You know, I mean, it's not not say yeah. you can't have that, but here there's not a lot. There's right. not a lot to yeah. Which I feel is like a mean thing to say, but like we we both just talked about how we, we kind of like skimmed. <laughs> Well, it was, in my defense, it was my second time reading it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, and the first time you didn't finish it. Listen, I have a lot of books to read. (laughs) It didn't make me appreciate it less. It's just, you know. Okay, so I guess this leads into the next question. Did you find the writing style compelling? No. I mean, I I felt like, I felt compelling? It wasn't bad, but I I, I was like waiting to get, okay, let's just get to the fucking. Again, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, not to be a horn dog, but like, it's it real. <laughs> I was I, the the characters didn't seem real to me, so they were like talking about how I'm so conflicted. Like, no, you're not. Let's get to the. Let's get to it. Right. Well, I mean, listen. Those were the moments where this shined, and so I mean, I guess you have to take into consideration having sex on the altar, all of that. I did think that writing was compelling, and so, that part, yes, yes, yeah. And I thought I did think like the whole start of the novel was compelling. The setup. I mean, I was intrigued. Like I was like, what is she doing here? What is he going to do? I. Th- like the whole concept of him kind of, you know, his sister and the her sexual abuse and all that stuff. And I found him, his inner thoughts to be interesting. I mean, there might have been too many Walking Dead references for me, but that's fine. And that made him human. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And that was I surprisingly thought, macabre, though. The Walking macabre, uh, <laughs> the, the, the finding his finding his sister hanging. That was great. I guess that was oh, compelling because yeah. I was like, because I was like, this is because because I it, it leapt out at me, you know. In retrospect, that means I guess it means it was compelling. But I was like, whoa, 
she was she wasn't swinging she was still like this is pretty fucking dark yeah it was then and it's like and then i stuck my fingers in her five minutes later like it was a little strange but don't make that face it's, that's what she said not me i didn't <laughs> I, where there's death there's life i guess okay, but I guess. <laughs> so it was dark and it was sad and i i try i mean like I think those parallels between Poppy and his sister were interesting. I think that like he was drawn to Poppy as this kind of broken person, but yet I didn't really, because we didn't see her point of view, I didn't really buy that she was broken. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like she was just kind of a spoiled person who like wanted to break the rules out of. Yeah. You know, I got the fix. She's like, I want to go cock to use this priest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I mean, you know, that's what you want to do, but. Like, let's be honest about it. Like, it would be much more interesting to me if she, like, if we saw her point of view and, like, she deliberately did it, right? Other than this, like, coy, like, oh, I just accidentally fell in love between the confession walls or whatever. Like, I was telling the priest in graphic detail about the last time I was fucked right. when I was stripping. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I suppose that that can't happen. But, all right, speaking of, did you feel... That there was true chemistry between the characters. Did you feel like they were in love? No, because it didn't seem real. I didn't like. I didn't. I. I wasn't really bought in on their conflict. I wasn't really bought in like other their inter their internal conflict. Mm-hmm. They just they seemed a little too. I didn't buy that. That was a fall of grace from the guy from him or her. I didn't. So, but I still. I but I. I say that, but I wouldn't. When when she when he walked in and found her kissing Sterling. Mm-hmm. I was a little like, told you, dude, because something happened earlier. I was like, I knew that was going to happen. So, so maybe, so maybe I did find it real in that sense, but it was, it, they were, they, even their flaws were like positive attributes. So I just like, they weren't like, they, they weren't fucked up really. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You like fucked up people, animals. fucked up people do this kind of thing. Right. And they, yeah. they didn't seem fucked up. Okay. They didn't seem like they were, it seemed like, yeah, sociopaths maybe, but. <laughs> Especially I mean, in Poppy's case. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But I think that... I don't know if I believe that they were in love either. And I don't know... Like, what do they have in common other than they like to fuck each other? Well, I that mean... That gets old. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had the church in common and, like, you know, betterment for like the five church. minutes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure. It's fine, but like I, I, I do think there was chemistry in the beginning because it was hot in the beginning. Yeah, me. that was the hottest stuff. Maybe yeah, it was the, before they yeah. For sure, and because we were only in his head, and I think that's kind of what made me not like Poppy because he kept his idealization of her. I found an annoying. You know, like everything she did was just like how you would think a guy would typically think of a girl. Like, oh, she's she's a good person because she's, you know, fundraising for the church and she she's, you know, hot. She's got red lipstick and like (laughs) she, you know, these things that felt a little shallow and just what kind of what you'd expect guys to see in in women like a like a, a Jay Gatsby type of characterization of her. And, you know, and I just, it found, I found it, I don't know. I liked him, but I found it boring. And so I it, I think it was his fault that I didn't like Poppy more. And so I didn't really buy why he was in love with her. Because so. he hadn't had sex in like seven years. 
I mean, yeah. He got out of there pretty quick. I mean, he was like, I'm out. It was like, sex on the altar and then see ya, Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was like, this, this, guy does, this guy does not take this, this, this serious now. All right. Well, speaking of, was the conflict believable to you? I'm not being snarky here, I promise, but which conflict? Well, there was, I mean, the big one was they can't be together. They did not buy that one for a second. Because he's a priest. I mean, I look, I think that, like I said before, the introduction of the story of his sister that was so bleak, and that being the reason he became a priest, I think that was, I think that was enough for me to buy into the conflict, that he was conflicted about leaving the church. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was good. I don't know if I, like... I mean, like, you knew he was going to leave the church, and that's not in question anyways. But in the meantime, I was willing to believe that he was confused about it. <laughs> no, I just, I just thought, I just thought you clearly want to, you clearly want to be with this person. Right. You're not, you don't want to stay in the church. Just do it. <laughs> but he did a lot for the church. I mean, he was super into his groups and the fundraising and the church renovation or whatever it was you know he was into that guy who came to confession not really <laughs> i mean <laughs> i didn't buy that he was really into that i don't know i don't know i think the conflict between the idea that she's going to see other people because he can't be with her that seemed realistic to me more so than his conflict about his spiritual crisis his conflict what it was like spiritual crisis should i stay in the church or should i go be with her what was more compelling than that i'm sorry i didn't hear the first part of what oh that like she's she, she might be seeing sterling because oh, right yeah. he can't be with her so what the hell and like really they're kind of the same uh -huh. those two like that seemed more believable to me than I, was, I think I was more invested in that than his than his spiritual crisis, maybe. Really, that's interesting because I kind of got mad at that like jealousy thing because I was like, oh, this like this old chestnut where like you're the fact that some other dude is interested in is interested in the girl you're into and like you're mad about it. I mean, like. It just felt, again, like I said, in another romance novel, I think I would be okay with it. But because the kind of concept of this was so high, and it that felt very teenager-y. You know what I mean? Like, oh, somebody else is kissing my girl. It just felt silly in comparison. So I... Like I just didn't love, but but it was it was believable, right? Where he's a jealous, he was jealous. We get he's it. jealous. He's like, well, I, I can't be jealous because I'm kind of a piece of shit too. But <laughs> right, like that. I think that that sort of like I'm jealous, but wait, yeah, I have, I have like you know, that I have no right to be jealous. That seemed a little more realistic. I just I just I never I never bought into this guy's I never bought into Tyler as being spiritual as being spiritually committed i just it's just i just didn't i did not buy into nope. it at all is it because of his abs on the cover is that what prevented yes i think so i think it was his abs and his pecs it's you know i'm not that narrow-minded his lats <laughs> i mean what else do you think a priest has time to do besides work out I mean, like, how long does it take to write a sermon? You know, they're just making a nun do it or something. You know, what are they actually doing? All yeah, I know. I've heard. I've heard homilies. They're winging it. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking out the window. I thought of Christ. As you look out your window this week, like that's the kind of shit they say. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like a lot. <laughs> it's a like, give it a rest. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
There are other people. I got something else. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, all right. Well, okay. Then, in your opinion, and this is a big one because this book really is mostly sex. Did you think it was uh, well written? Was it hotter than you thought, or or even hotter than what well, you've already said? It was hotter than Bombshell. What else? Yeah, it was. But it was more. I have to say, it was. It, it, it was. It was more graphic. Uh-huh. You know, a little more in some ways, a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. But I, at times, I was like, okay, yeah, you're just okay. You're fucking her doggy style. I get it. What do you think was more realistic? Like the description, like how they were doing. I mean, like what more re- and more realistic than Bombshell or like? Yes, because I think, but I wasn't expecting that realism. Bombshell is not. I didn't wasn't expecting realism, but I wasn't expecting realism with this either. But it's just more like more like you know, I want to be you know her her desire to be like like degraded. Uh huh. You thought that was realistic? Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. It was weird. I mean, I think Sierra Simone Simone is kind of known. She writes mostly kind of more on the erotica side of stuff. It's kind of what I think that one of the things she's known for. I think she does it really well. I think that right from the big, like the very first page, it was hot. So like, I don't know, you felt that way too. Yeah, I could use more built up, I think. You know. I was a little surprised when when you, you wanted him to, like, take her out on a date with Priest? No, 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 no. There was, like, it, it didn't take long for them to start fucking right from right from confession. Mm-mm. So, like, a little more drawn out, maybe. Uh-huh. It would be nicer, a little more, yeah. Right, yeah. You, you needed them to, like, talk more, you know, share their feelings. Yeah, I guess. But, I, I mean, I, like, just, like, if she was really, con- like we said before, like, if she, like, it felt like she was just saying, they're like, oh, yeah, I fucked that. I'm just, she wasn't really confessing. She was just more like just relaying an anecdote. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think if she, if she was actually confessing, uh-huh. and then, they, then if I believe that she was actually confessing, and then they went for it, and then yes, that would be a little, that would be a little hotter, I think. Well, it's, we see her confession from his point of view right so there is a case to be made that she did feel very conflicted and was truly confessing but his view was so tainted by the fact that he was super attracted to her that we didn't really get any of that right so perhaps that was the problem right yeah but that goes back to what you said earlier about we only see one of the reasons you can't like Poppy is because it's it's his idealized version of her, and so right. she's kind of like a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sex still hot though. I mean, I thought that I the oils were cool. I mean, I thought that everything they did, I thought didn't at some point he like tie her with some sort of priestly garb, some or something. Isn't that one of the things that happened? Right. Um, that was great. I did buy the, <laughs> I did buy like the taboo nature of it. Like I said, the Jesus looking down on them, just the, just the smell of a church. I mean, you always know, I mean, you know what a church, especially a Catholic church smells like. I kept smelling that like thing that they, the frankincense or whatever, the incense that they, <laughs> whatever it is they do, they like swing it and it like chokes you. And so I, I don't know. It was all there for me, and I. That did. is one thing I like about the Catholic about Catholic ritual, though, is that kind of shit. Yeah. Because it is, it does, it does kind of harken back to another, like a pre, 
modern time. Like you really feel like they're like if they still did mass in Latin, it would you would be like these 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 priests are casting a spell. <laughs> Raven, a big gold ball, smoking frankincense, and they're speaking Latin. It's like, whoa, this is some right. Yeah, yeah. I and I think that like sex in this is a ritual, right? The way that she describes it, the way that he goes about it. So I, I thought that that was great. Thought it worked, and thought it was pretty hot. It did. At the end, like once they moved it out of the church, though, I will say, and like they were in the strip club. I was like, I'm not into this. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I thought that was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, if I, I was putting myself into Tyler's shoes. I would be like, and we can get into this later. But like that whole sequence, I was like, dude, walk. He <laughs> <laughs> to walk. But like, yeah, that was like, I almost, I thought that when she took him to the place where Sterling, <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm trying to, fuck it. Going to a place where Sterling banged her. Right. And he took her in there to recreate that scene. I thought that was going to be her being like, it was played off as a romantic gesture. Mm-hmm. I will rewrite my past for you. I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was more compelling to me. I thought she was being like, is this what you want? Okay, let me show you that if I take you here and redo these steps, you're going to see that it's like you, this, how stupid and silly this is right. and how you're hung up on this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's your, like, you, you need to let that go. You're giving it way too much power in your mind. But right. it wasn't. It was like, she wasn't trying to show him that. She was trying to be like, she's indulging in his, like, pathology. <laughs> that's interesting. She's not romantic. Say what? Which I did not find romantic. Yeah, I, that was when I started to to skim, to be honest. Like, I didn't, I, what, again, once they were <laughs> in, huh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, did this come out, like, before? I think it must have come out after that movie Closer with Natalie Portman and Jude Law. Oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. I was, for a minute there, I was like, I imagined Natalie Portman and Jude Law because it's like, it was so very much like that. Is that about a priest? It, no. It's not about a priest. <laughs> like, it, the, the blue hair and the, you can tell, you know, the whole, oh, okay. the, like, that's, that's like, that's from Closer. Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying she lifted it, but just like that's, I was just like, this this reads exactly like that. I gotcha. I don't really remember that movie, but I guess maybe I remember that's that so- part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I, yeah, I, again, even the sex, once they were out of the church, I, I didn't, I didn't love it, but. That's the, th- yeah, that's the thing though. Like I was, like, I was like. It was a weird. This is, I guess, this is might be the crux of why I found it unsatisfying in some ways. It was because once they were just openly fucking, mm-hmm. I found myself scrolling through, wait, like waiting. Okay, okay, got conflict, conflicted, conflicted, conflicted. Pancake breakfast, got it. Where are we gonna do the fucking? But then when I got the fucking. You're like, oh, this is. They're out of, you know what I mean? They're, they're just like in his room. You're like, what is this? Yeah, I wanted it to be. I guess I just wanted it to be as dirtier. I mean, really. You know, I don't think that strip clubs are that. At that point, it was too emotional. I don't know. I Look, I think it was a good book. I, I mean, I, and I think that Sierra Simone is a fantastic writer. I'm not. They're just... But you can't, we can't sit here for an hour and be like, it was great. Here's another reason it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I just felt like the concept, I mean, like nobody, this book started like like a subgenre. Now there are like tons, not tons, but a fair number of books about priests and stuff. So like it started a thing. Like she tapped into like 
a thing that people think is compelling and hot and taboo. And so kudos to her. And she did it really well. Like, like I said, that beginning part was fantastic. And it just, all the other scenes like kind of didn't live up to the concept of it. Cause it's so like, especially if you are religious, like this is like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this on the altar of our Lord. You know what I mean? Anyway. It's not the worst thing that's happened in that church, I promise. All right. All right. All right. I, I get it. I mean, I get it. But like. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Did it. And I guess this is it leads into the next question. Did it deliver higher romance the way might have assumed going in? It did. It did. It, it delivered the goods. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, I was not as, uh, once I got the goods, it was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about this. Did it feel romantic? uh, No. Because I'm getting, like, as I talk to all of you guys, the you're not, people are not, when they think about romance, I'm getting a lot of, like, Tolstoy and, like, Ernest Hemingway or romance novels. And so they're not, there's no sex involved in that romance. And so obviously, like, sex is a big part of of romance written by women. Huh? Don't have a choice. Yeah, thank. Yeah, it is weird, and that's what I say. But like, that has come up several times, and I'm like, what are you? You're nuts. Anyway, but like this concept that like of unrequited love, I guess, is more romantic than like women and men finding enjoyment in like the consummation of love, right? And so like, I guess what I'm asking is, does do these books take are they romantic to you in a way that you feel is is true romance in a way yeah i mean i don't want to be like i don't want to say it re, be like i read this to go yes that's it i found it here's the answer but like yes i think more so in in maybe bombshell uh-huh. uh than this one but like they you know like you can find enjoyment in okay these two people actually care about each other and they want to be together like and there is a certain sense of, look, I, I get the idea that, like, in plenty of other perfectly wonderful literature and in, you know, life, romance doesn't happen and it's all, it doesn't, it comes to nothing. So even, even the, the maybe the security that you know they're going to, like, get together is, like, comforting in a way. Or just, like, it's just, like, when you want to feel that feeling, there it is. It's, you, you, you're guaranteed to get it. Like, that's, I, I can see that for sure. And I think that, like, because, like, like it's bombshell more so than this one because this one I, I but like because I didn't like Poppy Danforth at all but like in bombshell mm-hmm. like it was good that they got together I was like oh I'm, gonna, I'm happy that they got together uh-huh. you know what I mean that it wasn't just fucking that they were that they were just boning that they actually cared mm-hmm. like I don't, yeah I don't think that like it's not unromantic yeah I think it didn't I don't think it did not I don't think it wasn't real or whatever yes it delivered romance mm-hmm. yeah. well. It's not like I don't understand that idea that it's not real romance if it works out. Right. Yeah. You know, like you watch, like I've read, like like there are like I love that book uh, by John Fonte, Ask the Dust. Spoiler alert: It doesn't work out. But like, that doesn't mean that this isn't romance. It doesn't mean like, well, that's how real romance goes. And this, where they get together, that's not how real. Like, but it's, it's silly. Well, I think that there is this thing where. I guess there, the thought is that like romance doesn't mean sex, and I don't think that these books. 
romantic in the romantic and the artistic romantic sense of like representing an idealized view of life in, right. in the world and it and it, this, 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 it projects yeah and it's i guess not, you know. yeah and i guess sex doesn't fit into that if it's written by a woman it's kind of the feeling i'm getting when people say that that sex isn't romance and that sex doesn't have anything to do with romance and that's fair you can have romance without sex and i but i think what i am kind of feeling like that is saying is that women are in charge of the sex in these books right women write these books it's they describe sex as they i assume would like to have it and so there's something that men find not romantic about that that like it's outside they're not in charge of it in this particular instance. So right. this is not romance to them, right? Does that right. make Am I making sense? No, for, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. And so I, I guess the, the question is, why is it, why is it different? I mean, I understand why it's different, but like how, why is it different if the woman right now is in charge of sex, this fictional sex, like how, is that threatening somehow? Is it a, like a worry that like these are expectations I can't live up to? Like it feels like it threatens men's idea of what romance is. Do you, I mean, is that something you feel when you read these books? Yeah, I don't know if I can answer that because I don't feel necessarily feel that. I mean, maybe I do if we keep talking long enough, but like, <laughs> I, but like I, I don't think I feel that way in the sense that like that this is not real romance. I don't think I don't buy it. I don't agree with that uh-huh. at all. I you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just like a um the same story in the hands of like a quote unquote and I, and I cannot put enough quotes around this real writer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still the same. I don't know. But like I could see the threatening part. That's I mean, I hadn't considered that. But like, yeah, I could see the threatening part of like just to speak for myself. <laughs> Like where she she wants to be like Poppy Danforth wants to be degraded. Uh-huh. It's like I don't like again projecting myself into Tyler's character. I don't want to. That to me, I'd be like, really? Like I, this is weird. Like I don't want to degrade. Like, I don't get off on calling you a filthy slut bag. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it if you want me to do it. But like I'm I'm doing this for you. Right. Like I don't I don't want to like you know jizz on your face or whatever. Like. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's not what gets me off, uh-huh. and so I think that I mean, so I think that like I I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but like when you say the word feeling threatened, what I that's what I thought of. Like it's like are we we're not like I feel a little insecure in that I would feel a little insecure in that situation because you're get we're not having compatible or a, a complementary experiences. So you're not you're not comfortable with the disconnect of what women want in fantasy and perhaps what they want in reality. Cause like, those are two separate. That's things. what fantasy is though. Like that's of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can fantasize about something that you do in real life. Like Jesus Christ. No, Yeah. no, of course. That's the famous. That's like with the, um, I went and saw, was it, what's a guy, Dan Savage. Uh-huh. He has that porn tour, like homemade porn tour. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? I know who Dan Savage is, but I don't. It's know. like, it's like, Everybody submits homemade porn, and he and you go and see it in the theater. And he, he just does like a supercut of like homemade porn. Okay, uh-huh. it's like normal people. Yeah. Okay. And there was one about like the cuckold fantasy, and oh, it was yeah. and the reason it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like re- realistic and relatable porn, 
and like they invite you know this couple invites a guy over and the and the husband is like I he's like yeah let's go so he's really excited and then he actually sees it in action and he's like I this is I want to throw up can we stop yeah. please like so yeah like yeah I you can have a rich fantasy life that doesn't mean you want to like do it right. you can think you can have a fan you can indulge in some really fantasies that if you say out loud you're like you you know can be very uncomfortable uh-huh. doesn't mean you want to do it right okay am yeah. I, is that answer is that am i on time i feel like i did i feel like i answered a different question or maybe you asked no. me what time it was and i told you how watches work or something. <laughs> no i think you answered it i i mean i i think i'm trying to just explore like what do guys think is romance and why it isn't, why it doesn't seem to include what women want necessarily. Do you know what I mean? if that makes sense? And I think that that's, I think that we've, we've talked about it and that's fine. So let's move on to something later. Did you think this book was funny? Yeah, I don't know if it was intentionally funny, but yes, I thought parts of it were. A line I hear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> was it supposed to be funny in parts? Uh, I I don't know. I think just moments, but like, was there like, is that? Is that no, I don't think this was a funny necessarily a funny book. No, I do think it's. I mean, I do think it was kind of campy on purpose. I mean, like, it's about a it's about a priest who young priest who watches The Walking Dead and you know fucks some girl on the altar. You know what I mean? Like, that's funny when you say it out loud. You know, right? You don't think that's funny? I do. I don't know. Anyway, no, I don't think it was funny, but I do think that it exists in a lighthearted world a little bit. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, he, yeah. The interactions with his his flock, I guess, is what is it? Parishioners? Is that what that is? That was lighthearted. His like video, his game club or whatever. Is lighthearted. His conversations with Millie were kind of were kind of lighthearted. The visits home that he took with his brothers were all kind of like you know fun. I don't know if they're necessarily funny, but there was a good balance I thought between like the heavy doing it and just kind of keeping it grounded in a modern world and and to bring home the fact that he was only twenty nine. He's not even 30. So like, it's young. He's young and just wants to fuck. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Anyway, all right. So there were some secondary characters in this book. What did you think about them? I skimmed most of their dialogue. <laughs> I liked Millie. She was good. She's good. I liked his brothers, actually, um, and his parents. And that was really... Sterling was your typical awful kind of guy villain was about it there weren't a lot of secondary characters no they were they were they were forgettable fair enough they weren't i mean secondary characters just didn't play a huge role in this but i mean millie i thought that it was an interesting take for her to like be like hey listen you sure you want to be a priest because you're young and hot maybe you want to think it through and i was like that seems an odd thing for this woman to say <laughs> to her priest. That's an intimate, strangely intimate relationship and a weird thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But perhaps she also believed that priests should be able to get married. You're right. Well, people being inappropriate and having no boundaries feels realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, especially in the church. I mean, that's I mean, that's a good point because peop- those ladies don't care. No, they um, give zero shit. <laughs> They really don't. They will get in your business. All right. So 
this is really important was to me. So like this is written in first person point of view, like almost entirely from Tyler's point of view. Did the did his point of view seem realistic to you and did you miss having the female perspective? I did, but I I also I guess we I get I I I missed the female point of view, but I also felt like I never we were still within the female point of view the whole time. Okay. Like I didn't really like I, I he I I didn't find I I don't know. I, he, I just didn't think that the way he thought about the situation was realistic. Okay. He was too in tune with subtlety. He was too in tune with what? Like the subtle, the subtle aspects of the situation. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean? Yeah, like I, I don't know. It's just coming in, she's saying these things. You, like, like he was too like smart and sensitive. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, he was a priest. I, I assume that the part. Have you ever talked to a priest? They're not. They they are clueless. <laughs> but he's a modern priest. Perhaps they've like included emotional intelligence in this priest training at this yeah. point. Yeah, it, it felt like it. It did feel like a, a you know, it did feel like a straight woman's idea of, a, of an idealized straight man. Uh huh. It's a part, yeah, uh, but it didn't. But then. She did, you know, like his 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 idealization of Poppy also rang true. To, to be honest, okay, like you said before, that actually was, yeah, that. But I never felt like a guy was talking, really. Okay. So I think I would have. I, I almost think I would have liked it more if it was from Poppy's point of view. If they just like, and then we got his conflict through their interaction, or if it was from like third person. So you didn't think that his fixation with her was like a typical guy because he was i mean like i feel like he was like fixated with this ideal version of her you didn't you don't think that that's like how yeah yeah i do i do i but like i've been in that situation i mm -hmm. felt like i've been in that fixated like obsessed like he didn't go crazy enough oh really you think that they like guy when i want to make i think when i do i mean i'm not trying to speak for everybody but like when i when i <laughs> When a guy gets into that situation, he, he didn't go psycho enough. Like, really. Uh-huh. All right. You know what I mean? Like, he was still too, like, a, when a guy falls in love in that, in that way, he, he loses, falls in love. He loses, his mind breaks apart in a way. And he, like, he doesn't uh -huh. act like a rational, he was not, he was still too in control. Huh. For that, for for the obsessive kind of love that she was trying to, he did not. Oh, I, I tried not to check my messages, motherfucker. If that was his real, he would be like texting her. He would be, I, I don't know, like for 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 a young guy in his twenties, he he would go full on stalker. It would he would be crossing. He he would come if he did not cross the line. He would come as close as he could possibly get to being like a creepy weird stalker man i feel like you think that, that's interesting to hear for me to hear you say that because i find you to be extremely a rational person so you think that of course not that goes all out the fucking window when you get that that kind of obsessive love yeah uh-huh interesting so you think he still but like he was a priest he was imbued with a deep sense of responsibility i mean shit if you if you, doesn't mean shit if you if you if you experience that, you you will. I mean, it's it's more destructive and self destructive because uh -huh. it all kind of worked out in the end. What happened? He yeah. was the hot priest meme, and everybody loved him. And then he like uh -huh. he went and did some charity work, and that made him even more of a good guy. And then he got the girl in the end. He didn't like lose all his money. 
loses his job. His friends didn't think he was a psychopath. They didn't become an like that's the kind of shit that you flirt with when you indulge in that kind of like obsessive love. Like it's not fun or romantic. Like it's like it's fucked up. You do creepy shit. He didn't spend a night in jail. You know, like he didn't like punch someone in the face. Jail? I have never been in jail, but I know people who have. He's not walking through the supermarket like talking to himself, going, "This fucking she did this, this fucking did shit." She fuck-. like I've I've done that when I've been in it, like walking through the supermarket with pushing my cart, talking to myself, and I realize I'm talking to myself in public, having an argument with her, and she's not there. Uh-huh. Like that's what that kind of obsessive love is. And I I was like, he's not he's he's too in control. He's gonna he's gonna make a rational decision to leave the priesthood and be with her. I don't know. Like, so like just, the guys when they they lose, they go fucking insane when they when they get that kind of obsessive look. And I didn't. He did not go insane. All right. That's, I mean, but, you, look, yeah, I see it. I that's that's was my take. I mean, that's fine. I'm not. I don't have any thoughts about it. I I just think that. So you. That's interesting. I mean, I. I don't know where to go from there, but see, so you- she didn't ruin his life. Like that—that's what happens when you're in that relationship. You ever you then you have that kind of obsessive love in your life. It ruins your life for at least a couple years, and his life was not ruined. <laughs> really, I not was ruined like, a little bit for a while. What he he left the he quit he the went church. To Africa, Anthony. To oh see- god, horror of horrors. <laughs> he he left the church, and everybody wished he would stay and forgave him. <laughs> He went and did charity work in Africa. He became a famous hot priest so everyone takes selfies with. And he got the girl in the end. Yeah, really hit rock bottom. <laughs> he grew a beard. Oh, well. You know, he grew a beard and went to Africa. He lost a lot of weight. So there's that. He went through some changes. That's all I'm saying. He didn't suffer. I didn't, he didn't. He, he suffered. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, but like that's an un- don't you wouldn't you say though that that is an unhealthy obsession and not love is that the difference that we're talking about here? Yeah. So like maybe he was truly in love with her and not just obsessed with this kind of ideal woman that he made up in his. I head. guess, I guess, but like I, then I'm confused about what this relationship is. Is it, is it romantic love for the ages or is it? the white hot passion of lust that makes me, you know, estranges me from God. <laughs> well, I will say this. I did miss the female point of view. And I found his constant kind of confusion about whether to leave the church kind of like, <sighs> meh. I like the stuff with his sister. I like the stuff with his family. But I found his characterizations of her shallow a little. But I enjoyed him as a character. And I thought that she portrayed a very kind of modern version of... Because I don't think that it's... You don't want a guy to be, like, obsessed with you, but... That's, I don't think women can write that in this day and age, but he was broken up about it and thought that was fine. Okay. All right. But we both missed the female point point of view, I think. Absolutely. I think I would have liked it more. Fair enough. And I will say that this is one of maybe the only book I've ever read. I mean, romance that is entirely from the male perspective doesn't happen. I think that it would be challenging for me as a writer to do it. I think that she did a good job with it. 
And yeah, I think that it's an interesting choice because it was, <clears throat> I mean, I think she had to because he is the priest, right? So like it's his kind of conflict that we're supposed to be invested in. And Poppy doesn't have anything to lose, right? He has everything to lose. So naturally we need to be in his point of view. Right. But it did get kind of repetitive. But otherwise I thought she did a good job and I I thought he was a you know, neat character and I I thought she did a really great job of I mean maybe we should have talked about this earlier, but just capturing Catholicism, capturing those rituals and capturing the scope of the church and what the church meant to people and what the priesthood meant to him. I was kind of engaged in Catholicism in a way that I'm not normally. I was like, oh, she did research or she's clearly Catholic or whatever. So I did appreciate that, that part of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. And you have read two romance novels now. The first one was Bombshell by Sarah McLean. Do you see any similarities and did you prefer one over the other? I think that I, I did. <laughs> I did less skimming in Bombshell. Okay. So I guess I was a little more invested in the character. Mm -hmm. All right. Cicely Talbot. Uh-huh. Great job. A, thank you. Was a more uh, fun character, I think, than uh -huh. Poppy Danforth. Uh, a little more going on in that book. But like, right? Yeah, because yeah, heists, there's heists. There was like the like the like I like the the side characters were memorable. Mm -hmm. Imogen and uh, yep. the other ones, Adelaide and the Duchess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they were memorable. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but this one was also more like kind of fun to like. I had an ironic enjoyment of it, I guess. Like, uh -huh. I, could, I could enjoy it at one remove. I, guess. Uh, I, I don't really see any similarities other than the romance novels. Like, they're totally different in what they were trying to do accomplish. I think it'd be a reach to try and find. Yeah, I think they're both about intelligent people. I think that's something. But no, but I do think in real life, Sarah McLean and Sarah Sierra Simone are friends. But other than that, I don't, they do write very different things. Now, on to these quick categories. A little change up here. So, what did you think was the hottest moment for you? The hottest moment, I would say, would be the the confessional. Just, okay. just I, even though I thought it could have been, even though I thought, it, like, it didn't sound like a real confession. I didn't think that Poppy said I was very ashamed. That's, like, the whole, the, the, the dynamics, like, the, when she's telling him what she did and, she probably has some idea that he's turned on, but that he's, you know what I mean? And he's mm -hmm. conflicted and he has to, he has these other ideas about like how he has to react. You know, we get into some, we get into like the nether regions of human psychology, which is pretty hot. Uh-huh. So you liked the idea that like she was purposely trying to entice him in those moments. Well, that's how, well, I, I only say it by default because I don't, I don't believe that she was ashamed of herself. Right. So like I, I, yeah, just but just like that is very to me that is like eroticism. Like I'm going to like I'm telling you I'm gonna like you a person telling another person about a sexual encounter they had. I mean that's rich with like it's the people where they're coming from, why you're telling them, what's the context in which you're telling them, the the emotional states, how they feel about each other, the actual story. Like that is like the hot to me. That was like. Maybe more just the idea of that 
than than the way it was actually done. Maybe was was uh, that's pretty hot. I'm so, gonna tell you. Like, yeah. Go ahead. So for you, the hottest thing was not them actually having sex. It was her describing in detail, in a meta kind of sense, what she did with somebody else. Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. So, because in this, in essence, she is describing, like, the act of her describing that to him is kind of, in itself, uh, like a, a romance novel. Because, right, in a romance there, she's you're reading about somebody, about people having sex. So in that instance, it's like within a, do you understand what I'm saying? But the, the, her, the action she's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the action she's describing is not what is erotic to me. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that she's telling him. Okay. Because in your head, she is trying to engage in something that's, shouldn't be done right well, it's There's... ambiguous you know like like i don't you know what i mean like is she telling her is she telling him because she wants to turn him off she both those things can be true like this is not neat and tidy she's probably she could be telling him because she she could get off on the fact that she's turning him on with this story right. she could actually want to get that off her chest and like be absolved mm -hmm. all those things can be true at once and that that's kind of what makes it erotic okay all right it's... fair enough but yes okay i understand all right Sweet. I just think that it's interesting. I feel it's been fascinating to think, to know, to find out what people think is hot. So anyway, all right. Sweetest, most, most romantic moment. I have no idea. <laughs> I suppose it would be like when she actually, you know, tried to help him run the church. Uh -huh. Okay. So not when he did. When did he bring her, like, flowers that he picked? Was that when he came upon her with Sterling? That's fucking stupid, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I have one either. Uh, but I suppose you're right. When they're, like, trying Any to... schmuck can, like, pick flowers. Yeah, and yet they don't. You know what I mean? That's, that's what. That's the sad part about it. Like, that's, like, all you have to do, and, like, most people don't. I'm going to give up my Saturday to come help you serve pancakes. That's romantic. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Biggest overall objection. Too many erections. Too many what? Erections. <laughs> he probably was tamping. Constantly. Down. He's constantly popping a chub. He needs to see a doctor. No one over the age of 16 pops that many chubs just because <laughs> they see a woman they think is attractive. All right. Is that what women think men do? Is that turn women on? That like he saw me and he instantly had an erection and he had to hide it and find a book. No, it's not. But listen, he constantly. I was I was hard already. It's like no, you weren't. If you were, you you need to go to a doctor. Enough with the boners. He'd been a priest for seven years. He's been tamping down erections for seven years. And so now he had reached a point where it, they were uncontrollable because of this girl, you know? Seven years. no, Like, just letting erections go. I don't care if you haven't gotten laid in 17 years. You're not popping a job just because you saw a woman in a pencil skirt. <laughs> are pencil skirts really that hot to guys? I don't know. It's the first thing that came to mind. They are always <laughs> mentioned. All right, fair enough. Most relatable moment. Uh, the love triangle was sterling. Because I was actually in a situation like that. I was dating someone who knew who was, had been in a relationship with like a finance, like a like a, a banker, and uh, they they had a tumultuous relationship. They were into some freaky shit, probably on par with or worse than this book. And I had to be like, look, 
uh, I'm, I didn't have any conflict about saying, like, look, if you're going to take his calls and answer his emails, I'm not going to be with you. Because I'm not going to, like, have, like, a third person in this relationship. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I kind of related to that a little bit. All right. So, uh, I don't know if that's a moment, but, like, I know, you know, maybe what's it say about my life? I don't know. But if that was, like, the most cliche part of the book, and that's like, oh, actually, I love that. It was. It was cliche part of the book. But fair enough. I mean, you know. What are we going to do? I don't know that I, I don't think that I had one. I didn't, I found that just working together on like a, a church budget was pretty relatable. I feel like that's something I would do in my life. Um, I felt like going home when I have a problem is something that should have been relatable. Not that I would do it, <laughs> but like that is something people do. Right. But anyway. All right. Biggest lie or misconception about men you think is in this? And you've already said the erection thing, so I guess you're going to have to think of something like else. It's just the idea that, that men are all like horn dogs. You know? Like men can be pigs, oh. yes. You yeah. know, But also the pigs are the ones that have no reservations about coming up to women and harassing them and bothering them. I, I, I mean, there would be no story without it, but just the idea that like guys have no self-control. If like they just get a whiff of someone's crotch, they're going to like, you know, go for it. You think that that was how he was portrayed in this? At times, yeah. Hmm. I don't know that I'd characterize him as that, but it's fine. I, I feel like this is a person who, like I said, had denied himself for seven years. And all of a sudden here is this person who wanted to provoke him and she did. Right. So I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Most annoying moment. The most annoying moment for me <laughs> uh-huh. was when they were, in the, they were in the car driving uh-huh. to the strip club. Okay. And she was like... Yeah, I was out with Sterling, and we had a nice dinner, and they got in his car, and they went back to his hotel room, and I thought I owed him that much. And then I slept in his hotel room, but nothing happened. Uh-huh. And don't worry, I would never cheat on you. And it's not who I am. And he was like, well, I don't like that, but okay. It's like, no. <laughs> but, like, like, stop the car, we're done. That was that fucking, was I really found that obnoxious. That he, because it's like, if you are talking to, if you're in a relationship with someone, this is my free advice. You're in a relationship <laughs> with someone and they go, I went, you remember that, that ex I'm always talking about? We had this incredibly mind blowing sex in public. Listen, <laughs> I feel like I owe them my time. So I'm going to go to dinner with them. And then I went back to their luxurious hotel room and I wow. stayed the night there, but nothing happened. They're lying. <laughs> You don't trust anyone enough to think that nothing would happen. Isn't that the ultimate test that like you could trust don't pull that somebody mindfuck to bullshit be... on me. You, 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 you Look, some people get tired sometimes. He's a priest. He believes in the good in people, you know? So, look, he believes in God. He's going to believe a lot of stuff that's not true. I guess, I, mean. I guess you have to be pretty fucking delusional to be like, I spent the night, but like this guy who wants to take me to Bora Bora. All right. Fair enough. That's all for the quick category. So final thoughts after two romance novels. What did you I think? I need a break. <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm feeling too much. It's not that I didn't like them, it's that I'm feeling too much. Yeah, clearly, clearly that one scene evoked a response. It did. It was an intense an intense response. So like, so too many feelings is what you're saying. Yes. And look, I, I and I feel I need my experience of reality to be dampened, not intensified. I need to feel less, <laughs> not more. I, 
so the that's interesting that these how do these make you feel i mean like overall confused (laughs) inadequate (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that i've heard inadequate a lot let's like why do they make you feel (laughs) Uh well i mean inadequate because like if this is what you want i don't know if i can do this We've discussed it. It's fantasy, right? Right. But, but like, you never know. Like, if you date somebody, like, look, do you want me to call you a slut bag? Like, because we do. I need... <laughs> that's what... And look, that's what the book. That's what's in the book. What's in the book is filthy. I know I sound like a crazy person right now, but like, I'm trying to tone down what's actually in the book. Yeah, but I think that's what inadequacy comes in. Like, like, because if you if that's if your impulse is not to be like, you know calling names and, you know, other things. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Should we end this on a happier note, a more positive note? Maybe. Do you have any final thoughts about... So you need a break after... <laughs> the fireball really come, sneaks up on you. It's you know what I creeper. mean? <laughs> so... You need a break after two romance novels. It's too bad. You got at least one more to go. You can take some time off. Wait, I didn't um, sign up for three. I didn't sign up for three. You picked three. I did? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. See, I mean, I guess if they'll bring up Tolstoy and Dostoyevsky, you probably need to fucking change it. That's, I, I, I mean, it's funny that, like, that doesn't, doesn't like, bring out more uh, derision from you. The people are like, well, it's not like Tolstoy. Like, no shit. I want to talk about a fair world of art. We're reading, we're reading, like, boning in the back room or whatever. <laughs> it's just interesting what guys think is romance. And the disconnect between, like, their idea of what romance is is, like, them pining for women. And in women's idea of romance is like boning and a happy ending. And like guys are like, that's not romance. That's just a fantasy world. You know what I mean? And so it's that. That's the real world. Like happy, happiness in real life is boning and liking each other. Exactly. Exactly. So like, that's what I don't understand is like such a foreign concept to read for dudes. Like it doesn't like make like, like an unrequited love is sad. It's a tragedy. That doesn't mean it's not a good story. You know what I mean? Or yeah. moving, but it's like it's not. Who wants to fucking live that? Nobody. It sucks. All right. So you need a break after two romance novels. But did you have any overarching thoughts about the books you read about romance in general? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I'm... I think I think I'm starting to un. I ca- I don't say starting to get it. Because I don't think I am, but like, let's <laughs> <laughs> I don't be presumptuous. Yeah, but like, I, I, I think, it, like, I like genre movies. I like genre f- books, and on that level, I kind of, I think, I'm starting to get a handle on what, what the appeal of romance. So, like, crime novels, science fiction, you know, old, old, old stories like that. I think I'm starting to get a handle on, on what the genre provides and what the rules of the game are and how you can break and rearrange those rules in an interesting way. That it, In that sense, it is really no different than sci-fi or Western or a crime novel. So do you think you have a handle on why this genre appeals so much to women? Do you think that you've learned anything about women or relationships through reading? I think I know less. <laughs> do you think that's because it's an intimate look into like how 
in what women want out of a relationship and a partner? I, no, because it's an idealized look at what they want in a partner. This would be exhausting if you if it was real life. You want like can we just like have like sometimes you just want lazy. I am used to you sex. I'm serious. Like that's I'm not trying to be funny. Like that's like that can be a great thing in life. That experience, that kind of desultory kind of. And this is like it's it's like to be on this emotional level that much is exhausting. And I could see, but but the desire for it is still there. So having. I, you know, yeah, I think seeing, you know, reading, having a romance novel, or like even a movie, like a rom-com or whatever, like it provides certain boundaries for you to be able to experience that without, because I don't take this to be literally like, this is, I don't take this, a book, either of these books to be like, this is how women want their relationships to go. Because mm-hmm. that's completely unrealistic. And many desirable. Mm-hmm. Or desirable, I don't think. To live like, uh-huh. this, like this, to live like uh-huh. that. But but as a window into like the fantasy, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So you found it somewhat informative, yes, at least. Yeah. But it's like, what's that? I mean, like, he, he, be considerate, good and bad, and good looking. Like, that's not it's not a big fucking mystery. <laughs> you think that good looking is like a requirement? Well, in both books, that is a something that is gone into in detail. Okay. Just like be like be like well groomed, put together. Smart, sensitive. It's really don't be a don't play an oblivious dipshit slob. Well, well groomed and attractive are different things, but yeah, but like it's this. I mean, I see what I mean. What well, it's just important to be not dirty. I think is the is the truth. I I don't mean dirty. Just put yeah, dirty of course, but like put together. Because I don't think that the romance genre as a whole, and this is something that comes up a lot, is that oh, all these men seem, like, attractive. And, of course, like, who cares, right? Women are bombarded with images of, like, things that we could never be every single minute of every single day. That's just, like, life, right? And men are, that happens to them less so, of course. But that is a thing that every guy keeps coming back to, like, all these men are so attractive. And, like, I don't think that, especially when you get into romance as a whole there are so many different types of of heroes there are like heavy heroes there are like scarred (laughs) scarred heroes there are people that aren't just traditionally attractive like different like and not everybody's rich and there there's just like room for all different types of of men and so but none of them look like danny devito Right. I mean, some. I mean, there, yeah. There's like, there's some in self-publishing. Yeah, that there exists. Danny DeVito, like short, heavier, funny guys. Right. Well, I guess I yeah, it's Sasquatch. So I guess is that anything? I I'm sure that there's a subgenre of Sasquatch novels. For oh, sure. there definitely. Like is. an actual. There's a Saturday Night Live skit on it. Some some guy running for office had Bigfoot porn. He wrote. Yeah, yeah. There's everything. There's literally everything. So anyway, that's just a theme that I've seen come up. And I think that romance, more than any other genre, allows for all different types of people. So, and that's one of the great things uh, about it. Okay. Well, all right. So anything else you want to say about this book, about your experience with romance at all? I feel totally adequate. (laughs) 
I think that you're ready to fall in love any day now. It's gonna. It, these are training grounds for you. So just become a priest and you're fine. You know. <laughs> yeah, so I can meet chicks. Yeah, maybe maybe you don't have to actually become a priest. Maybe just get the gear and wear it around town. And pretend, let let and let indulge the fantasy that the person's tempting me away from the calling. Yes, yes. you can do it. All right, let's. <laughs> Let's end it there. Good luck. Anthony, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. Okay.